Hello, mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Working Mama podcast. I hope you are having a great day whenever you're listening to this. I live in Melbourne, as as many of you know, and yes, we're back into lockdown. So with this, it is what it is. Uh, all I have to say is, everyone, I hope you're staying safe. Uh, that you're staying also connected. I think connection is definitely so important um, in these times of where we are, in inverted commas, isolated, I think physically, but then socially, there's so many ways that we can still connect. Uh, Yes, we can jump back onto those Zoom calls as we did get a little bit tired of them last time, but it is some face-to-face contact. We have phone, text, email, you know, Zoom, social media, there's so many different ways that we can remain connected, um, just not that physical connection as what we are used to. With isolation, I think as well, it's really, and I think across 2020, it's made us think about what's important. What do we want for our lives? What do we want for our family? It's definitely been a year of ups and downs. But I think as well at the end, we may actually know ourselves a little bit better than what we did at the start, just because we've had that downtime to reflect, to also wonder what is most important to us. And I think that is really been part of what I want to talk to you today about, and that's about work-life balance. This topic was something that was thrown up in the air definitely at the start of COVID and the start of isolation um, 1.0 here in Melbourne. And people were saying, yep, this is great for flexible work and and everything like that. But for me, I think also it really comes into play around, well, what does balance actually mean? Um, And some like to call it integration, others call it harmony. But I think as well with the same deep-rooted meaning. So in today's episode, I'm actually not going to give you the magic wand of what balance is, I'm afraid, as I don't actually believe there is a magic wand. But what I want to do is actually give you some tools and some strategies and probably just some things to think about to help you determine what is balance for you and what works for you, mama. I think some form of balance and integration is the North Star for every working parent to have balance between work, life, social, and also themselves. Now, the Oxford Dictionary definition of work-life balance is the definition of one's time and focus between working and family or leisure activities. Although I don't actually believe that it's just about balancing work-life career, I also believe it's about mental and emotional load balance at home as well. So as you'll soon to discover, I think balance has got so many different layers that it's actually more than just, as I was saying, work-life balance. And what it's really important as well is, is that it's going to mean something for every single family and every single person listening to this podcast. I like to think of it is integration in four aspects of work, family, life, and self. And you don't have to be even between each of them. There will be a bit of a balance between each. So I'd like you to think about this. If you had 12 balls and four buckets, so one bucket each being one for work, one for family, one for self, and one for life. How would you divide those 12 balls? Would you split them evenly between each bucket 
or would you put more balls, say four balls in work and family? Would that be the way that you divide it? It doesn't really matter. There's a multitude of different ways, but it'd be interesting to see if you had this opportunity, how would you determine it? And really from this, that helps you determine what's most important to you. And from that as well, where should you and also want to focus most of your time? Yes, there is a financial aspect to work, but if you have a job and a career that you enjoy, that makes you happier, this definitely flows onto other aspects of your life. And I've experienced this firsthand. Many moons ago, I was stretched at work, managing a team that was very busy. We had a lot of demands. Um, I was working um, frontline customer service um, with this team and that we had budget pressures and team pressures. And I have to say, I wasn't really enjoying much of the role. There's a lot of pressure, um, not to say that I don't like pressure, but I just wasn't enjoying it. I knew that I wasn't going to be in that role for the rest of my life and nor that industry. Um, enough to say that I was working really long hours. I was also doing my master's and I wasn't the best person to be around. Uh, my parents actually used to comment and say, I was like murder to live with because I just wasn't happy at work. And then this was then influencing many other parts of my life. Um, it was just one of those parts. If you've guess you've got a bit of a rotten, you know, egg or something in, in the fridge, though other parts will rot as well. And then for me, by not enjoying work, not really knowing what I wanted to do next. It, it really was just this vicious cycle that I knew that I needed to get out of. And once I changed jobs, I then started working for a company I really enjoyed, a role I loved, way more clarity and probably actually more pressure um, and definitely higher demand outputs. But ultimately, I was enjoying the role and I was a much better person to live with. Ironically, just after I changed roles, I did also meet my now husband. I think also because I had that change of mindset, I was a lot better and, and clearer in who I was. And so I think that's really also about going back to the bucket scenario. One bucket can influence other buckets. Um, and it's also about the balance that you get between those buckets. Uh, so balance isn't also just about the physical impacts. There's also the mental aspects as well. So if you're enjoying what you're doing, this will then flow on into other parts of your life. So I come back to that initial question. If you had 12 balls with four buckets, one being work, another family, another self and another life, how would you divide up those 12 balls? And I leave that with you just to ponder because it's going to be different for everyone. But what's more important is that you decide how you spend your time and what's most important for you, your family and everyone else around you and your tribe. But also by integrating the buckets, you don't necessarily need to have balance, but by integrating the elements that help you have balance also from a mindset perspective, it helps you focus on how you spend your time and gives you focus for that part of your life. Now, according to Forbes, work-life balance is an important aspect of a healthy work environment. Maintaining work-life balance helps reduce stress and helps prevent burnout in the workplace. Chronic stress is one of the most common health issues in the workplace. 
And this Forbes article goes on to say, too much stress over a long period of time leads to workplace burnout. Employees who work tons of overtime are at high risk of burnout. Burnout can cause fatigue, mood swings, irritability, and decrease in work performance. This is bad news for employers because according to Harvard Business Review, the psychological and physical problems of burned out employees cost an estimated $125 billion to $190 billion US dollars a year in healthcare spending. That's a lot of money. So this is also from burnout. And as they said in this Forbes article, it's also not only the physical, but also the mental aspects as well. So that's also why I want to talk today about balance. It's about working out what is good for you, your family. And as I say, it's from that uh, mental as well as physical aspects. And the more um, that you can then work out what works for you, as I keep saying, you will be happier because you won't be feeling like you've got this lead weight that's trying to drag you down. But you know mentally, you know where you're going to put your time because you've allocated it based on, say, that bucket example with those 12 balls. So that's why I'll keep coming back to it. It's about what works for you and it's not going to work. What works for you is not necessarily going to work for everyone. Now, the integration between work, family, life and self is definitely going to be fluid. And it will also vary from week to week, depending on what work and family demands you have. For example, I know the other week, my husband was really busy at work and I needed to pick up more of the load, both emotionally as well as physically, particularly with our son. But then there are other weeks where it's been the opposite. I've been really busy and my husband has been a little bit quieter and yet we had to then manage and juggle. We've also had a sick child recently in the last two weeks and we've both had to adjust of like, okay, who's got what uh, meetings in the calendar and we have been able to share if we're taking the care days off. One day I took one day and my husband took another and we have been able to share it that I haven't just worn the burden as the mother. I've very, I know, fortunate at times, I do have a very hands-on father, which is fantastic. And I shouldn't have to feel fortunate. It should also be the norm, as even a friend and I were talking about the other day. We've got very great hands-on husbands, but why should we feel excited by that? You know, that should be a given. But sadly, we know that in the 21st century, that isn't always the case. So something that also it starts at home is about sharing the mental load to enable both parents to have a career. People talk about having balance and managing the juggle. And the more I consider about what this means, I also consider it the balance of sharing the mental load at home. And I believe the more balance that we can have at home, this can translate into the workplace. And this starts with sharing the sharing of tasks that need to be done in managing and running a household and raising a family with your partner. All childcare and household responsibilities hopefully should not fall to you alone and be an agreed split between you and your partner. That split may vary, say 60-40, but there also needs to be a mutual understanding that you are sharing the juggle as both parents that just because the father may work a little bit longer, that doesn't evade him from actually some domestic duties and some tasks. But that's really about what works for you and about what tasks might like to be shared. I know in my household, for example, I do more the meal planning and say go to the grocery um, shops and and get all the food, whereas my husband does all the uh, washing 
And so that's just something that we've naturally and organically looked after, but we've, it actually works for us. So that's just one example how it, it does. We even pre-kids shared the, the cooking both my husband and I do enjoy cooking, but we wouldn't enjoy it if we we're doing it every night. So by sharing that load, it gives us variety. Um, and we actually probably enjoy each other's cooking, which is great. Um, and even if he wasn't a fantastic cook, I'd still encourage him to do it because, you know, just like anything over time, you will learn new skills and you get better and better. So here are five tips to start helping you share the mental load. Number one, write down, all the things that need to be done around the house and also for caring of children, such as washing, ironing, cooking, cleaning, childcare drop-off, childcare pickup, paying bills, budgeting, um, activity drop-off pickup, schools, you name it. Think about the things that need to be done. Then discuss who enjoys doing what task and agree on the split. And then empower each other for you on your agreed tasks. And as much as you might want to take over, resist the urge. Now, number four, give kudos to each other for a task done. Positive reinforcement, just like we use with our kids. And number five, review after an agreed period of time, say four to six weeks. What's working, what's not. Use the whole stop, start, keep uh, mentality uh, and process and then see how that goes for you and your family. And our belief system is influenced from our home environments. And I am happy to work not only for money, the mental stimulation and engagement, but also importantly, as a role model for my son. Now, I, I also ask you the question, what does balance look like for you and your partner? So you both can have careers that you dream of. Work-life balance or integration or harmony, however you want to call it, I see, as I mentioned earlier, is quite fluid and it's a bit like of a seesaw and it really varies from sometimes hour to hour, day to day and week to week. You're going to have probably some priorities in one level, say, you know, job one week, but then family with a sick child another. Your health may need some focus and uh, like one other week. And then also life, um, you may need some family or friends that need your support as well. Things will keep going up and down, but obviously we've got, say if we've got four buckets of water, those buckets have maximum levels, but they also have minimum levels as well. And it's really important, mama, that you keep filling your cup. Um, and that's what's really important. Now grab yourself a piece of paper and also put right down 10 on one side of the paper and one on the other and then a line that goes in between number one and number 10. Now with this, I would like you to rate yourself on where you think your work-life balance, harmony or integration, however you like to call it, is at the moment. Do you believe that you've got one with no balance or 10? You've absolutely killing it you're achieving that work-life balance at the moment now on that what where do you rank yourself you know probably we're going to rank ourselves maybe uh, the lower end because we're always naturally more critical on ourselves but I'd also then like you to pause for the moment and actually ask yourself what would a work-life balance or integration or harmony of a number 10 look like and spend some time on this, you know, get, make sure it's a blank sheet of paper. So nothing there to influence you 
and really start to map out, you know, if someone said to you, you could have that 10, that ideal work-life balance, what would it look like? And with that, what would your ideal day or week of a work-life balance or your life look like? How would you wake up? What would, who would you have breakfast with? What would you do during the day? Um, and think about this as well of a, of a day, maybe a weekday where you traditionally may go to work and then weekends. You could even split it up. But also think about as, as well, how much time would you be spending on your work or career to that with family? And also how much time for you? So really think about number 10 of what would 10 look like? What would be your dream day of going, yes, I'm nailing my work-life balance. Then conversely, look at what number would one would look like. And it may sadly be with where you're at at the moment, but hopefully not. But if you are, write down where you think you are, if, if, if you think you are at number one. What does it look like? What are those challenges? Uh, where are you focusing most of your time on? And if you go back as well for both of these examples, think about those four buckets, those 12 balls, where at the moment would you be placing those balls for a number one? What's it? Where are they at? And number 10, where are some of those balls at? And what this exercise is going to show you, it's going to give you the extremes of number one, where you've got zero work-life balance and you're that very extreme case of what um, Forbes was talking about with zero work-life balance, stress, health issues, the works. But then number 10, what does that look like for you as well? And this will show you the very difference between the two. And I'm sure you then want to work towards having number 10. And it's not to say that you can't get to number 10 either. That's what your goal is. That's your North Star is what I said at the start. Now, the extreme of no balance is putting all your, all your efforts into one part of your life and not others. For example, complete focus on your work and paying little attention to your family, your self-care and life in general. This is not good to you, for you, both from a mental and also a physical perspective. But I'd also like to say as a small comment, I believe COVID-19 has allowed us to reevaluate our focus on work-life balance through providing greater flexibility, but also about what life we want to live. I know a lot of people have actually said, I just want to slow down. I don't want to be as overscheduled as what we were before as we eventually come out of isolation and into our new normal, whatever that may look like. Now, as we go back to this exercise, what number did you give yourself and where are you at today and where you'd like to be? I'd love uh, for you to take a moment, take a photo of this um, and tag me on Instagram or Facebook on where you actually put your number of where you think you are today. Even if you just write down, say five, take a photo of it, tag me on Instagram at Working Mama Community. Love to see um, what you, where you were. Now from this, is there a big or small gap? So for example, if you gave yourself a six, what are you going to need to do to get yourself to a 10? Either way, the next step is to think about what you need to do and the strategies you need to put in place over a period of time to get you from where you are today to where you want to be. So where you are today, if that's a five or a six, what are the steps, the strategies, 
the balls you may need to move in the different buckets to get you to have a number 10. And that would probably make you a little bit happy in all aspects of your buckets as well. So think about that and take a moment. You've already written down what 10 looks like to you. You've looked at what number one is and you also know where you are today. So what are those steps? What do you need to change? You may need to get rid of something in your life. You may need to uh, get more help. For example, my husband and I, we've decided, yep, we definitely need a cleaner to help our household and also alleviate our stress. And it does. It really helps. So for me, that is actually moving the dial closer towards number 10. A very simple strategy, but some of these things don't have to be mind-blowing. It's just the little things that you can do to help move your needle closer to that number 10 of having that balance, integration, harmony, however you may like to do it, but so you feel a lot calmer, both mentally as well as physically. Good news that in August, I'll be launching something called Mumination and all, this, all these types of things to help you with the tools and the strategies to help you move the dial from say five to 10, I'm going to help you with that. So keep an eye out for Mumination that will be coming in August. So when we're thinking about how we can move that dial, think about the strategies that you need to um, employ in regards to your work, your family, your self-care and your life and look at each of these separately. Don't try and overlap them too much. Look at them individually and then see what you need to do as you start to build uh, things up. So think about it as a pyramid. You've got your four base levels around work, family, self-care and life. Think about them independently. Then as you start to build each other, each of these factors up, what you can do. So for example, is it self-care? You need to, uh, you know, maybe want to go for a run, say uh, three times a week. What strategies do you need to put in place to do that? They may then need support with family or can you do it, say, um, you may be on a childcare day. Could you take that time to then go out that way? So think about how you can do. Um, and also saw something today, someone said, um, uh, commented on something saying that by you saying yes to someone else might mean that you're saying no to yourself. I really like that quote. So think about as well that when you're prioritizing where you need to spend your time, really think about if you're saying yes to someone else, what does that mean for you? And if it doesn't work out for you, it's okay to say no. And as well, flexible work often comes into the conversation at this point about when we're defining work-life balance. But sadly, in my opinion as well, self-care doesn't enough. We instantly think of work-life balance, oh, that means flexible work. But it doesn't always. As I'm trying to say through this, balance means things to all different people. And it is just beyond work and family. We also need to include self-care and I believe also the rest of our lives as well. Interestingly, that it is one positive people are talking about about working from home in the last few weeks is because of um, self-flexible work, but also then as a result, they're able to then say go for that run or go for a walk so that then brings in the self-care element, which I see as a real positive. Every mama and her family will have a different differentiation and definition about what work-life integration means to you, where they are at the moment, and what you need to do to achieve number 10. But please don't think 10 is just a dream and it's not achievable. Put it up there, create a vision board or something like that, because if little changes that you do 
each day can help you get there in that desired number 10 of work-life integration. As long as you keep moving, you will be getting there to the end um, and reaching your goal. If you're not doing anything standing still, I often say you're actually in fact moving backwards. So think of it as this way, if another way, if you don't like the four, <laughs> or actually another analogy around four buckets, rather than the balls, think about it, you've got four little buckets with a massive bucket on top, um, dividing water between those other buckets beneath. And the, all four buckets don't necessarily have to be equal of water because we know they won't. Naturally, there'll be slippages and thing you'll need to tip up you know tip a little bit of water into one bucket and then into another and as I said it's a bit like a seesaw early on there's always going to be leaks and that's a way of filling the bucket up is actually by focusing on the self-care which is you mama as we say you can't fill from an empty cup I'm sorry you can't drink from an empty cup so you that's why it's so important you keep focusing on yourself and that's why I like to think um, work-life balance actually really thinking about it now I think the term is so focused and so narrow that it's actually more the the integration of work family self-care and life and how can we find um, an integrated point of and harmony across each of these so you know work-life balance integration harmony whatever label you might want to call it it doesn't really matter what counts is that you mama know what your priorities are where you are today on what you're doing to achieve those dreams of say having a work-life balance of 10 in your own definition and this is your own definition what's really important to remember share this with your partner to ensure you're both on the same page and you can support each other in your goals and dreams and also what you want for your family life check in regularly with yourself and your partner to see that you're making progress and about happy where you both are and the journey that you're on it's fluid. It's never going to necessarily stop. There'll always be aspects and, and those buckets and the priorities may need to change at different points. But what's more important is that you are also moving in forward and not going backwards. If you aren't happy, review the buckets. You review your priorities and see where your time is being spent and what needs to change and put strategies in place to work towards your dreams. As I mentioned regularly, this is a fluid process between your four buckets and to fill these up, you need some self-care time for you. Everyone has a different story and a different approach. So my aim for this episode was not going to tell you what balance looks like, but to help you define what it means for you and your family. We only have one life, so we might as well make it the best we can. Good luck, Mama. Love to hear how you go. And take care if you're in Melbourne during ISO. Mwah. Have a great week and speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast catch-up. I invite you also to join the Working Mama community on Facebook and join in the conversation with other like-minded working mums. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A via Instagram or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. 
Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week. Thank you.